Welcome to the Style That Binds Us podcast. Today, Jay and I are going to talk to you about what we saw at Bridal Fashion Week for fall 2023. So this is all the way in the following fall. It's a year in advance. We're going to talk about the trends. We're going to talk about the things that we loved, which styles we were excited about, and so much more. Dee, are you ready to get going? I am so ready to get going. (laughs) All right. Well, let's hop right in. So one of the trends that we saw a lot was completely sheer. And they would say, we can build a slip underneath this for you. (laughs) But there were a lot of sheer. If it wasn't a completely sheer, it was uh, like a strapless dress with a sheer, at least like a little covering over the shoulders or, you know, full on body. And then we saw a lot of corsets where you could see the, you know, how the corset was built. So um, bustiers and things like that. We saw a lot of lace, but I didn't see a lot of traditional lace dresses in the way that I think of them. They were more, the lace seemed to be uh, a larger in size. Um, it was an interesting take on lace. And then mermaid, of course. Right. And that's what the consumer keeping in mind always when you're looking at what's coming down the runway, that's the very dramatic fashion forward esoteric version. So it might be hard to picture if you see, oh, this dress either in the photo shoot or on the runway images completely sheer, you could be like, whoa, I would never (laughs) wear a dress to my wedding. Anyway, that's just something that brides need to keep in mind that these tweaks can be made, but you need to be very comfortable understanding what it is it will look like. Right. That's a great point. And that also makes me think about another trend that I'm very excited about, which is these transformational pieces where it might be you take the base piece, which is this beautiful, simple gown, strapless usually, and then you can add sleeves, you can add puff sleeves, you can add gloves, you can add um, a train, you can add a full ball skirt. What else? And then you can take them off during the reception, for example, and then you're back to the simple dress. So you come out at the wedding with this very dramatic look. And then by the time that you are at the reception, Certainly at the end of the reception, you've taken off the big puffy sleeves, you've taken off the attachable train or even this sort of cape that starts at the shoulders and goes back, which I really loved that. There were even some that looked sort of like a coat, right? Like the one at Badgley, Mishka, where it was sort of very dramatic puffy sleeves, long, beautiful train coat. And then you can take that whole piece off and you're in a completely different look. Exactly, which is ideal because there's, I'm not exactly sure what year it started, but Mm -hmm. because of social media and just kind of the way that weddings are going these days, brides are changing maybe three, four times in that day. So this would be a phenomenal way instead of having to get four separate dresses, just wear the one dress and you can change it up through the day and the evening. Yeah, it's a great, you're so right, because, you know, I'm not sure why people are so ready, you know, they want to get out of this dress so quickly, because they won't wear the dress again, most likely. 
you know, and they've waited their whole lives to see what their wedding dress was going to look like. Yeah. So rather than, you know, be in it for two hours and then rush to change into it, second look, and then like the final look or the after look, why not stay in the beautiful gown and wear it in different ways and then maybe have a look, you know, if you do have like an after party or something, because we did see so many cute little mini dresses too. That would be fun either for a rehearsal dinner or for the last look of the evening. I loved those. And there again, transformational. There were some that were like mini dresses, but they had a full skirt attached in tulle or whatever that mm -hmm. you couldn't even tell there was a mini skirt underneath or even a jumpsuit. Yeah. And then you take off the the you know the transformational piece the big ball gown again or whatever it is and there all of a sudden you're in a mini dress so it's really very creative thinking uh, um i think and obviously it's a little less expensive than buying four looks between your wedding and the end of your reception basically um i also thought that uh it was very interesting that all that boning and the corsets and everything i wonder how comfortable that actually is you know for wearing a long time but i know some people are wearing the corsets and having like a great pair of cocktail pants made or buying a pair of cocktail pants um or a separate skirt you know maybe that's what you wear for the rehearsal dinner or there's so many different ways to think out of the box right now i also thought that uh, i was fascinated by the princess diana and the sort of the disney princess dream dresses it was more like the dream fabrics but there was one dress at Inez de Santo that one shoulder dress with the puff sleeve and the dramatic ball skirt and the pockets and everything with the leg slit it, to me it was like a modern take one shoulder take on the lady of Princess Diana's wedding dress that you know was such a memorable dress it was just remarkable I thought embellishment is definitely a trend, I think more so than even usual. And some of my favorite examples were at uh, Victor and Rolf. They had some dresses that, and even veils that had these beautiful white flower cutouts that they placed at strategic points along the dress. It almost looked like flowers, living flowers that were draped across the dress, which was fascinating. And then also this beautiful dress that had an Ampere style waist and very simple little sleeves and these beautiful actual stones that were placed on the dress, on the top half of the dress that was just so regal in its simplicity. It was just Unbelievable. I'd never seen anything quite like that. So those are two of the examples of embellishment that resonated with me. What about for you? We saw a lot of feathers, which I think, obviously, I'm obsessed with feathers. So that's something that I would definitely wear at an event leading up to. Exactly. Like what we saw at La Pointe. Mm -hmm. How cute was that? The little sequin almost like a sequin crop top that was trimmed and feathers along the end. And then the matching uh, Palazzo pant, right? That was adorable. Didn't you think for like the rehearsal dinner and some people probably would wear it, especially like for like you, you know, for a second wedding or something like that. 
or an after party. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw a lot of florals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And dresses that weren't white or that were had floral print on them or, you know, embroidery in like lavender and green rather than just all white or all ivory, which was interesting. I thought there was definitely a, a theme running through several designers uh, collections as well, which was really lovely and really beautiful. If there's a bride that wants to do something um, that's a little bit not traditional, but very romantic, that is a great way to go forward with that trend. Beautiful, beautiful dresses. Well, yes, like the something blue. So sometimes as with all trends, sometimes it's very dramatic blue, mm-hmm. dresses blue. And then like at Badgley Mishka, they just mm-hmm. had a, a blue ribbon. So it was just a little hint of blue on the dress. Mm-hmm. And then they had one dress that had sort of like a light blue bodice or the top half. It was light blue and then the dress was white. Another way that they were doing transformational dresses was it was like a shawl that would go over your strapless dress, cover the top part of your arms and kind of go straight across the chest. And then you would take it off later and it was a completely strapless dress. And also these bows, like it might be, you know, a white dress with a beautiful, very soft baby blue bow, but, you know, pretty large at the back. And then you can take the bow off completely. So that was fascinating, which also leads me to the trend of, of bows, right? Mm-hmm. My goodness, we're <laughs> big bows and small bows. <laughs> Organza bows, and, right, exactly. I think the idea for me, because it's sort of like what I do for a living as far as helping someone make, uh, put together an outfit, you know, to make a look. So if you have this sort of blank canvas, this simple dress, And then you can add this train that can be detached later. And then you can add the bow at the top of the train. And then if you want, you can even add like the puff sleeve or a sheer sleeve um, or gloves. Gloves we saw. I love the gloves. And and then you can take all those off at different times during the, the reception and create all these different looks. I just love that so much. And some people say, I'm not a bow girl. I love this dress, but I'm not sure about the bow. Well, there again, the bow can be taken off. You know, even if it's not detachable, when you go to the salon, you know, you can say, I'd rather not have the bow. So if you're not a bow person, that's fine too. But if you're a bow person, this is your day. And sometimes the ones like um, Alexia Maria that where the bow lays over one shoulder, Mm. that was really beautiful to me too. Very... um, That's a timeless look to me. Leg slits. That's another good example of if you see the photos and the leg slit for the photos for the show is very dramatic, comes up really high on the thigh. And you think, I love this dress, but I would not do that. You know, that's something that an alterations can fix. And probably going into production, it wouldn't have been cut that high anyway. Don't you think? Exactly. And then also we saw plunging necklines. Those were really pretty too. And I think that's a situation where personal preference, if you have a larger chest, you might not go for the plunging neckline, depending on, you know, 
how sexy you want to look at your wedding. And if you don't have that much of a large chest, it's, it's very elegant, you know, in my opinion, but there were a lot all the way down to the waist. And then they would have, you know, some, some of them would have like a sheer mesh that, you know, you didn't even notice, but that kind of held the dress together. Yes. And so I think the whole bridal industry was so excited to be back, Mm -hmm. back to back. This was the first season that we really felt like we were truly back. We hadn't done bridal fashion week since before lockdown. So this Everyone was just over the moon. So it <laughs> I feel like just kind of the general mood was just so grateful and joyful and happy to be out. I think you're right. And uh, the places where these shows and presentations were held was that was so much fun. Like, you know, with the Mark Ingram going to the plaza and having the they really set the mood. You know, they have beautiful music. They have lovely chocolates and gorgeous floral arrangements. So you you really get into the mood of, you know, bridal and beautiful and elegant. And in that respect, you know, it's a little different than Fashion Week because um, it's a little less. There's some very fashion forward pieces, but it's more about elegance and beauty. The brides, the models, you know. We're very bride-like makeup, very soft, natural. Their hair is beautiful. It's pulled up or they have pearl earrings. You know, it's just this very feminine, lovely, dreamy mood that they create as compared to, you know, in Fashion Week, sometimes it's more about, you know, um, very edgy trends and kind of, you know, dramatic makeup and unusual hairstyles and you know, very big high heel shoes. And, you know, it's much more of a, um, you know, a hard edged kind of cutting edge mood. You want to see things you've never seen before. And um, so it's just a different kind of art, but they're both definitely showcase beautiful art by these creative designers. And um it's, you know, we just appreciated so much being invited and it's fascinating to talk to the other pe- women and men that come to the show. Some of them are editors of magazines. Some of them own stores in different towns. We're talking to a mother-daughter team um, at Peter Langer that have a store in Virginia and we were talking about their salon and what they're selling and what are some of their favorite brands and trends and having all these di- you know, um, discussions with different designers and people who buy things and editors and everything is really fun. You get a ton of information, right? Very quickly. So it's really, um, a deep dive into, into bridal. Exactly. And it's a salon like experience, which is what fashion week and month used to be. So it's true Mm. there. There's food, there's champagne. You sit down and either the designer or someone on their team walks you through every dress. Mm -hmm. So it's much more relaxed and calm. Whereas at fashion week, you, the show is 15 minutes max. It's just, there's so much going on. It just happens so quickly. And then you're on to the next show. Whereas this is a more, 
Exactly. No, one by one, they're explaining to you what the fabric is, how these transformational pieces can work. They come up and they'll stand as long as you want while you feel the fabric, take your photos, make your notes, whatever it is. Um, so that is a different kind of thing. But um, yes, during all of these shows and presentations and market appointments, either we were sitting down or either I was, you and I were walking along with the designer who was explaining each piece and we can do it in this color, we can do it at this length, you know, all the different ways that it can work for, and, you know, for the bride. And I was thinking of individual clients, of course, that I'm working with too, like, oh, so-and-so would love this. Or, you know, because weddings, a lot of people come to me and their wedding is a year away and they want to get, you know, they want to get on the, get started with the process. And so I know what will be coming down. Some brides, you know, have two-year engagements now. You just never know. So it's important for us to be, um, aware of what's coming next, not simply what are in the stores right now. Oh, exactly. And also you have the connections to the designers and the bridal salons. Right. So you can schedule, it can be as VIP or as just simple mm-hmm. going to a bridal salon. So you can create this whole wedding dress shopping day and getting to go to the designer's atelier and maybe mm-hmm. meet the designer. But it's such an exciting and special time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially people that if they're coming they don't even live in New York. They're coming into New York right. to find that special dress. We can make it a once in a lifetime experience for sure. Exactly. And they don't even have to worry about the schedule. You can right. out where to go, schedule the appointment, work with the alterations once the dress mm-hmm. is chosen and the back and forth and schedule lunch or whatever that looks like. So that is a, mm-hmm. not a stressful experience. It's such a, right. You really want to get this right, of course. And so. Sure. That's why a lot of times, you know, I go ahead of time and talk with um, my contact there and explain the basic thoughts of the bride, what her body type is, what her budget is, all these things so that that never has to come up at the salon visit. And there's no surprises or tears because, you know, none of it worked or it's all too expensive. You know, all the things that can go wrong, we try to make sure that that it is a positive experience for everybody. Yes, and also one thing you and I were discussing was white, white versus ivory, white. So do you Mm -hmm. think about the white color of a dress? Well, you know, historically, if you had been married before or if you were not a virgin, you could not wear white to get married in the church. But obviously that... Would they know something like that? I I have no idea, to tell you the truth. I have no idea. And why someone would sort of announce that by wearing ivory instead of white, (laughs) I don't know. But to me, ivory is very elegant. You know, I think it is... I just think it's, you know, the height of elegance. So um, both white or ivory, um, you know, work. And now we even saw some that were ombre almost, you know, starting with a creamy white and ending with a soft blush color, you know, the sky's the limit really. And also keep an open mind because you might go into the salon and with one, I'm definitely going to do this. I'm definitely not a lace person or I would never wear anything but white. And I hear it all the time. I never thought I would pick this dress and I absolutely love it. So, um, 
you know, don't always go in with a closed mind. That's my advice to, to brides when they're about to start looking for their beautiful dress or pants or jumpsuit, whatever they decide. And crafting their wedding wardrobe. And this is about you. So just try to filter out the noise, both from what everyone else is doing and from everyone else is telling you to do family members and friends and just. Right. Focus on that. And what's so nice about weddings now is it's really so personalized to the bride and groom and their love story and all of that. So, so true. I know that your clients have been incredibly grateful and it's been such a lovely experience working with you and the mother of the bride, mother of the groom, et cetera, with the Excel spreadsheet to create a <laughs> look for every single event leading up to the wedding, the honeymoon and beyond. So I know you obviously make a difference. You're a huge part of your clients, one of the best days of their lives best seasons of their lives it's it, you know honestly it's it's really an honor it is to be a part of that it is a um once in a lifetime experience for me too when I work with each bride and and then you know a year later they're sending me pictures of themselves pregnant you know it's just you know working with them throughout their lives ah I love it so much oh right. yeah so I'll include we have a a podcast episode where we talk about, we go more in depth of what is the concept of a wedding stylist? What is working with a wedding stylist like? And then also I'll link to our wedding styling services information. So you can book a complimentary discovery call to discuss your wedding wardrobe and potentially working with a wedding stylist. So thank you all for tuning in to this episode on the Style That Finds Us podcast. Absolutely. We loved Love sharing with you what we saw, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Style That Binds Us podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe. You can be a part of growing with us. Also, do you know about our weekly newsletter? You'll get access to exclusive content in our newsletter that we don't post anywhere else. Our newsletter comes out every Tuesday with the exception of the third Thursday of the month for Allison's special Celebrating Life After 40 edition. Head to the bottom of the Style That Binds Us website to subscribe.